Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. As you might be able to tell, I record these uh, kind of at the same time, and so I'm still kind of recovering from an illness. And if you've noticed in my last episode on Sagrada, this is how I'm sounding this week, but this will be the only other episode I do this week, and I'll return in full force, hopefully, by next week. But in this episode, I wanted to give you my thoughts on Hadrian's Wall. This is a game by Bobby Hill, with art by Sam Phillips, published by Garfield Games. This was published back in 2021. It's currently rated an 8.1 out of 10. Collectively, it's rated uh, 146 overall, with a weight of 3.11 out of 5. And this game is a very complex roll and write that many of you probably have heard about or know. I've had the opportunity to play this online, uh, and so I don't have the experience in person to uh, compare this with as I do with some other games. But as a quick overview, you uh, play this game over six years or six rounds, and in each round you draw cards and determine uh, how many resources you start the uh, year off with, depending on how many resources you have built up uh, as a part of your engine as well, over two sheets of paper. You have one paper that basically controls the uh, checking off of boxes to add to the strength of the wall, as well as gathering resources that are replenished at the start of each year. And there are lots of uh, bits and pieces here that you can kind of go up. They're basically tracks that you uh, check off with your roll and write and the resources that you obtain. Uh, some of these boxes also give you resources as you check them off, very similar in a way to Paladins of the West Kingdom, where performing certain actions by using some resources gain you resources back in a different color or in a different way to be able to chain them and use them in a different area and kind of going back and forth, right? But anyway, the one side, I think, I believe it's the left side that has these boxes that you check off to gather resources and strengthen your wall, with the other half being uh, six different areas that you can interact with that have little mini games here and there of checking off boxes to give, not only give you resources, but to also give you different ways to earn points. And I, I feel like this, uh, this area of the board... Uh, interacting, you know, thematically with different uh, societies and people of the Roman uh, Republic, you know, like the patricians or the gladiators or the, uh, you know, what have you. And so there are lots of nuances and different ways uh, that you can progress through this portion of the sheet to be able to check off boxes in unique ways to gain you points as well as resources that you can use in the main sheet uh, that prevents damage from happening because at the end of the year you have the Picts who attack and based off of the strength that you have provided at, on Hadrian's Wall, which is at the very top of the sheet, it determines uh, points gained and points lost based off of how successful you were able to um, allocate your resources and time to strengthen those. And then, you know, whoever has the most points at the end of the game after six rounds wins. So, uh, my experience with Roland Riots have not been this heavy before. I have really enjoyed Welcome To, 
which may be a game that I have reviewed on this podcast, which is a, a much lighter roll and write game full of math and, and planning out uh, based off of cards that are revealed. And in this game, there are, you know, you have to keep a, keep track of a lot of resources in different areas of the board of the, of the sheets. And, and so it, it does take a mental leap to be able to understand it. The weight, I feel like to kind of gain a grasp of what is going on might be a little bit more than what it is rated at at 3.1. I think it does take a little bit of time and effort to be able to understand not only what uh, areas should be marked off and could be marked off, but also what strategically would be of benefit as well. Uh, other roll and write games that I've played that I feel like are a little bit more streamlined and uh, easier to grasp include Rolling Realms. I haven't played a lot of the new promos for this game. I know I have reviewed this game, but as a base game format, you are kind of doing some of that puzzle solving and kind of uh, Tetris filling out um, with the with the boxes that you check off in Rolling Realms, very similar to one area of Hadrian's Wall's board. Aside from that, uh, and, and aside from some of the right sheet uh, areas that you can kind of interact with based off of different societies, I feel like Hadrian's Wall ends up being more of a track-based game, even though it is a roll and write. Uh, you're basically moving from left to right, checking off boxes as you go, and gaining resources to check off other boxes in other areas. And at the end of the game, you kind of have progressed along most of these tracks to be able to uh, gain points, right? And for me, physically, I, I, I would imagine that physically this game wouldn't feel as satisfying as it does because I can't, you know, see really what I have accomplished other than checking off boxes along different tracks. If there's one mechanism that I do struggle with personally, it is it is tracks. And there are some games that I not not tolerate, but do play, but do have a hard time gaining a further love for that game, for example, Tapestry, because a lot of the game is focused on tracks. And it is a turnoff for me because I feel like I want to have something that I have accomplished and can physically see how I've constructed a tableau or you know have interacted on a main board. Uh, by the end of the game. Games that have an interactive board that I've reviewed recently, for example, like Nucleum, Barrage, Brass, uh, intricate tableau builders like uh, all of Uwe Rosenberg's games, or most of them at the very least, have that tangible uh, feeling of physical accomplishment by the end of the game. You are building something in front of you that looks neat, and you can gather somewhat of a story even though it is mostly euro you know mechanism based you can have uh, something that looks neat and pretty or at least uh, looks accomplished by the end of the game versus in hadrian's wall where the end result is a couple of check boxes in a couple of tracks now to get to those you know uh, check boxes it requires a lot of integration with different areas of the sheets and so mechanically as well as strategically it is very complex and rewarding in, in and of itself, I think, to be able to 
pull off a neat strategy and to interact with a couple of different boards, reacting to the different cards that are drawn and where the picks will be attacking. You know, I think there is plenty in this game to be able to make every game feel a little bit different and distinct. And and the accomplishment, I think, is the same as any other Euro game. It's just, for me, the physicality of a roll-and-write versus a, a tableau builder or in an inter- interactive board makes me place a game a little bit higher uh, as far as what I would pull out and want to play uh, compared to Hadrian's Wall. And so while this game is, I think, a next step above Rolling Realms and Welcome To and a lot of the roll-and-write games that came out a couple of years ago, I think I would rather play a lighter rule and write game just because I would want to get that game performed and done in a good amount of time at a maximum, probably about 30 minutes or so. Um, because yeah, I, I, I feel more engaged with a game that has a lot of moving parts versus uh, pen and paper. There are other games too that I've, I've mentioned before on the, on the podcast, like guilds, of Mer- the Guild of Merchant Explorers as well, where, yeah, there's just uh, some elements to those games that I've really enjoyed. And for the time spent playing a roll and write game to be able to have that much um, strategic fun is is really rewarding for me. And I think it hits the right sweet spot for me as well for the amount of time dedicated to a roll and write. But for me, uh, games like Hadrian's Wall other games that I haven't played yet, like Twilight Inscription as well, I think wouldn't offer that same feeling of satisfaction at the end of it for the amount of time given and the end result of of tracks upon tracks being checked off by a pen. So, you know, if you do really enjoy, I think there's enough strategic depth to this game for anyone to really uh enjoy and you know there's plenty to explore here and maybe that is a benefit for other people because it doesn't have a lot of uh, resources that you have to manage or set up or take down it's really quick to get out and it's really you know quick to play if you do understand the rules and everything and so that is a, a positive side for this type of game in this game particularly but i feel like yeah, I, I i would rather have something a little bit more tangible uh, when i do pull out a game to play with friends physically, and yeah, and so th- those are my thoughts on Hadrian's Wall. Hope you enjoyed those thoughts, and please let me know what you think as well on the Board Game Geek, Board Game Geek blog post. Hope to catch you on the next episode, and please schedule an appointment with your board gaming doctor real soon. Take care.